0: Hello, and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. Real loud, repeat after me. Today, Today. louder, today, Today. the Holy Spirit Spirit is gonna speak to me me. about about my process of freedom. Because today, today I'm going to get myself. I'm not going to get myself together. I'm going to just go get myself. And after today, I will not be the same person. After today, today, I will not be thinking the same thoughts. After today, today, things are just going to be different. And everybody's going to have to get used to it. Because after today, I'm going to be who God created me to be. Let's Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Exodus chapter number three. If you are joining us for the first time, we have been in a series this entire Uh, A month called uh, re-entry. What it means to uh, re-enter familiar places and spaces uh, uh, and everything seems familiar, but everything about you has changed. What is it like to go into a a space and a place where uh, uh, everything's the same except you? And as we re-enter these spaces, we've been finding out some things that God uh, wants to share with us and and let us know that uh, we could have experienced trauma uh, we, we, we could have some PTSD, but the God that we serve is greater than the things that we have been through. And he is able to deliver us from those things. Uh, last week, we had a message called Don't Leave Yourself. And uh, in that message, we talked about what happens when we allow traumatic events to make us fight Uh, uh, take flight, freeze, or fold, and we move into uh, a different area or a space where we don't have to be bothered by or triggered by the things of our past. But how many of you all know you can run, but you can't hide because everywhere you go, there you are. Isn't that a great revelation? You ever tried to get away from yourself and then you get to the place where you're like, Oh, you're still here. How did you get here? So we talked about uh, Moses as him running away uh, into uh, Midianite territory and becoming uh, 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 a different type of person. I want to start from Exodus chapter number three, uh, uh, starting at the first verse. We're going to read through. And and if you're taking notes on this message, the title of this message is Come Get Yourself. Last week was Don't Leave Yourself. This week is Come Get Yourself. Yourself. Exodus chapter number three, starting at the first verse says this. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, It didn't burn up. This is amazing. Moses said to himself, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, here I am. Moses replied, don't come any closer. The Lord warned, take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. How many of you all know wherever the Lord's presence is, is holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. The land uh, where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, all the ites, now live. Look. The cry of the people of Israel has reached me and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go for I am sending you to Pharaoh. I want you to think about that in light of everything we've discussed. In light of the past this man has had in Egypt. God says, I'm sending you. Back there. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask, then what is his name? Then what will I tell them? Moses, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. <laughs> Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to come get ourselves. Amen. Let's just pick up right where we left off, shall we? With Moses running away to Midian and saying, I like it here. I can just rest here. I don't have to be a Hebrew here. I don't have to be an Egyptian here. I don't have to face my past here. I don't have to be held accountable for my actions here. I can be a different kind of person here. Nobody knows hear who I was and what I did there. Isn't it amazing how convenient it is, how convenient it actually seems to move on? It's why the divorce rate is so high in this country. It's why a certain generation really hesitates when it comes to commitment and holding down a position because you know what? I like it until it's inconvenient for me. This covenant is good as long as you act right. I do don't, I don't remember anything about for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, through sickness and in health. You be good, I'll be good. You act crazy, I'll chunk deuces. Right? You just it's, a, it's amazing how 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 much we want to be convenienced. And, and at the very Uh, a slight inkling of inconvenience, we would rather move on and reset with a new group of people or with a completely different job, with a completely different group of friends and, and try to recreate ourselves there so we never have to address the fact that there might be something going on with me. As long as I can say you're the problem, as long as I have the benefit of saying you're the reason why I'm, I'm acting this way. It's, no, it's nothing that I have to reconcile with them myself. It's really you. I'll just move on. This is, this, is, this is essentially what Moses did. Moses kills an Egyptian. He is a fugitive. In our context, he would have been on America's Most Wanted. They'd have a little picture of him. And they'd have been given a whole profile last scene burying a man in the sand. He's about six foot one, <laughs> dark skinned, curly hair, last seen going in the direction of Midianite country. If you have any details, 1-800-555 to Egypt. It's the hotline to call. Let us know if you find him. He gets to a new place and resets so well that he forgets totally who he is. On a journey to find himself, he loses himself. After he lost himself, he never wanted to find himself again. Because let's just face it, uh, human nature is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And since this isn't painful, I'm going to just chill. But how many of y'all know God will never let you go away from a purpose, a plan, a covenant, and a call that he has on your life? You ever heard anybody, maybe, maybe, can you just be honest, anybody beside me ever said, I've ran from God? Anybody know how, have you figured out how futile that is? If you don't know what it's really like to run from God and how futile that attempt is, uh, watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Just go back. I know some of you all probably don't even know who Tom and Jerry is, um, um, but, but they should be on YouTube. Everything else is. Um, uh, uh, Tom and Jerry was about a cat and a mouse. Uh, and, and, and the creators of this show uh, hooked at least two or three generations In a constant beef between this cat and mouse. It was never reconciled. I don't remember a season finale. (laughs) I don't remember a final show. (laughs) I mean, Big Bang Theory just ended. Tom and Jerry never gave us closure. They never came and was like, thank you so much. 17 years of chasing each other, it's gotten old. Tom got hit by a station wagon. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> Jerry got eaten by a raven, right? Like it just it doesn't, no closure. Just this constant running after each other. And, and if you remember the scene, sometimes Jerry could take off running away from Tom, turn a corner and Tom is there. If you've ever needed to know what it's like to run from God, it's that scene. Because not only everywhere you go, there you are, but everywhere you go, there he is. He is omniscient. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. You're not getting away from him. Moses gets comfortable. He's living a very routine life. And one day while he takes his uh, flocks out into uh, uh, the wilderness to graze, a bush catches on fire. This is not abnormal to a shepherd living in this type of climate. Bushfires happen all the time. So the bush kindles and starts to burn. And he's just like, okay, let let me let's let, let's keep the flocks over here. That way, they'll be out of the danger of what's going on over there. And and so he puts them over here, and 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 they're grazing. And 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 a very uh, a tenured shepherd would know uh, uh, in the climate uh, how long this would burn, when they would be uh, 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 safe how far it was spread depending on the topography at the time and so he he's he's unimpressed by the bush catching on fire what catches his attention is how long it's been on fire he turns around and he's like and i don't know if it's 30 minutes later or an hour later but 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 the 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 fire never spreads It stays contained to this one bush and it's burning so long that Moses turns around and he's like, it's still burning. Maybe he goes a little bit more, maybe another 45 minutes passes. He turns around. It's still burning. And then he's like, this is amazing. Not the fact that it's on fire. The fact that it stayed on fire. And not burned up. That catches his attention. He's like, this is amazing. I need to go check this out. And as soon as he turns, God speaks. May I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that there might be some things that seem like they're on fire right now. And maybe you're waiting for the fire to subside. But, but God is just, I want you to think about the patience of God. I'm going to just stay here and burn until it catches your attention. I'm going to just stay here and keep this thing lit up. Something that you think should have died out by now. I'm going to keep lit up until you notice that this is Abnormal. And he turns to the he turns to the bush and he's like, "This thing is not burning up." He starts walking towards it, and as soon as he starts walking towards it, God speaks. Moses calls him by his name. Moses. He goes here. I'm 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 here. You got to think about this. This is we we like to think of our, our 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 people in the Bible as superheroes. These are regular people. I just want you to know if a bush starts talking to me, <laughs> first thing I'm going to look for. It's a bottle of water. Because maybe, perhaps, I've been out here a long time and I am slightly dehydrated. And in my dehydrated state, maybe I think I'm hearing things. But the voice is so loud and so pronounced Moses, Moses, here I am. Who's playing? Jethro? Gershom? That's the son. Hey! And he, and, and, and he says, Uh, Take off your shoes. This place instantaneously became holy because I showed up. Now, this is going to mess with some people. God can make any place holy simply by showing up. I know you want to keep him within the four walls of 6300 North Beltline Road, but he can make a bar holy if he shows up he can make a strip club holy if he shows up he can make the trap house holy if he shows up everybody has to oh my bad let me just i didn't know you was gonna come here i thought you only came to church i didn't think you would come way out here to the place i tried to run to I didn't know you would come way out here. Anybody beside me glad that he came to where you were, that you didn't have to get to where he was? He came out there all the way out to a wilderness where this man wanted to be left alone and never address his issues again. And he came right out to where he was and said, hey, man, what you doing out here? Moses covers his face. He he is in the presence of a holy God, a God that he has run from, a God that he was unwilling to fulfill a covenant with for comfort, a God that he was unwilling to engage with because of his trauma, comes and finds him where he is and says, hey, I need to talk to you. I know exactly what's going on in Egypt. I know the oppression of the people in Egypt. It has reached me. And the time has come for me to fulfill the promise that I made to Abraham. Here's what I love about God. God is a, a, a God of generations. He, he, has, he has never engaged you for you. God has never blessed you for you. Every time he shows up in the Old Testament, he's reminding you, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't bless people. I bless generations. I want to start something with you that your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' 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 kids can be blessed in. I've never blessed you for you. I've never just given you money for you. I've never given you a promotion just so you can enjoy it, just so you can have a car, just so you can have a house. I'm blessing you for them he only shows up to Moses because of what he told Abraham he only shows up to Moses because a promise he gave to Abraham which is why you need to be faithful in your season of the covenant with the Lord because God might be sharing some stuff with you that's not going to be done in your lifetime. But your grandchildren are going to be blessed because you decided to be obedient in the season that he called you to do what he's called you to do. This is, this is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He said, he said, I, I want to do something on behalf of the man I went into covenant with and I'm going to need you to do it. He, he said, uh, I'm going to rescue my people. It's, it's amazing how, how God talks. Because God talks like, like he's going to do it. Knowing that he can't do it without you. I'm going to rescue Israel. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the notification. If you're going to send them here, let them know my address and they can come get me. I, he, he says, I'm going to rescue them. But, but here's the thing that you have to understand about God. He can't do anything without you. Now, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to make a, a, a statement that's going to tighten your theological butt cheeks. Okay? So be prepared. All right? At least 50 people are going to go, oh! Jesus. I know it's going to happen. I already know it's going to happen. Let me make the statement and then and then please breathe after I make the statement, okay? God doesn't have any dominion in the earth. <laughs> I'm going to let you Are you breathing? Breathe. I'm going to say it again. God has no dominion in the earth. Now there's a couple of Old Testament scholars in here that are like the earth is the lord in the fullness thereof like you're trying to Let me explain myself. After he created Adam, he said, you tend to this thing. I didn't create you until the last because you couldn't do any of the beginning. I spoke something out of nothing. You couldn't do that. But what you can do is manage it. Now, I'm going to be over here. You're going to be down there what I am up here. And if we're ever going to get something accomplished, we're going to do it together. I search for a man to stand in the gap. Why? Because I can't do anything in the earth unless I have partnership with somebody on the earth. So when God says, I'm going to rescue Israel, he still needs somebody to partner with him to actually go down there and say prophetically, God is going to rescue Israel. And he talks to Moses and he says, hey, I need you to go speak to Pharaoh. I'm going to send you down there to go get my people. The rescuing's is going to come from me. That's my awesome hand. But I still need a person in the earth to partner with to make sure it happens. And this is where everything changes because Moses has put the rescuer in him so far on the back shelf that when God gives him this statement, he doesn't even know how to receive it. It's not like when he hears it, he goes, okay, I knew you was going to come free me one day. I've just been out here with these, these sheep traumatized. And, you know, I was I, I knew he was coming. I knew he was going to come get me at some point. No, no, no. He stayed out there so long. He forgot who he really was. And, you know, he forgot who he really was by the question he asked God. God says, I, I need you to go back to Egypt and I need you to speak to Pharaoh. And here's what Moses says. Who am I? Yeah. This how this is how far he had lost himself. That he didn't even know who he was anymore. That he had to ask, who am I? And you can be traumatized to the point that you actually forget who you are. That you forget your identity in Jesus Christ. That you forget the covenant that God has given you. And God says, I love you too much for you to stay in this traumatized state. And so I'm calling you out of your comfort zone to go back to the place that you lost yourself and left yourself. And I want you to get yourself so we can go somewhere. Listen, the reason why the the, the title of this message is come get yourself is is because uh, what the Holy Spirit showed me as I was reading this uh, passage is that God didn't call Moses to go back to Egypt just to get the children of Israel. He called Moses back to Egypt to get himself. God wants you to face yourself. God wants you to be able to face forward on your actions. God wants you to be able to reconcile and come to peace on the things that you have done you would be amazed how many believers can't forgive themselves. Still holding themselves hostage and placing themselves on spiritual punishment because they cannot even accept their righteous position because they haven't let themselves off the hook. God says, you have to go back. And he goes, but how, 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 who am I to go back there? now. Pharaoh's not going to listen to me. And not only is Pharaoh not going to listen to me, the people are not going to listen to me. So, 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 trying to reconcile with, with, the, with the place I grew up is not going to go well. And trying to reconcile with the people I have covenant with is not going to go well. And God says, no, 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 you, you got to understand something. I, I, I'm going to be with you. And this is how you're going to do it. So I have two points. I need you to write these two points down. Point number one, please write this down. You can't know yourself outside of God's presence. You cannot know yourself outside of God's presence. Who am I? Well, you, you can't know that until you get in the presence of the Lord. I've seen so many people take on so many personalities and and identities and and try to find out who they are. And and, and for all of the stuff that they amass, they still can't enjoy it because outside of the presence of God, you cannot know who you truly are created and designed to be. Which is why no, no amount of money ever helps it. No amount of titles ever helps it. No amount of promotions helps it. No status change helps it. Because if you don't get in the presence of God and allow him to speak to you, you'll just come up with a manufactured version of yourself that doesn't even give you peace and comfort. We don't need to look any further than 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 our um, entertainment culture to find out how many people are not satisfied with themselves. For all the outward and external success that they have, they still have deep brokenness because they acted and made $50 million this year, but the habit won't go away. They were voted by People Magazine, sexiest person alive, but they can't keep a relationship. How you that sexy and still can't keep a relationship? Because if you can't be okay with you, you're not going to be okay with anybody else. And so for all the injections, implants, shots, status, cars, wealth, access, until you get in the presence of God and allow him to speak to you about you, you will never have peace. He gets in the presence of God and the first thing he has to ask is, who am I? That's the first question we should ask every time we come into worship. We lift up holy hands. Here's what we should be reminded of. Who am I? I'm not a I'm not a lead pastor in worship. I, I, I'm not the I'm not the worship leader. I'm not the 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 the, the regional manager. I, I, I'm not the successful businessman. I'm not I, 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 I'm not I'm not success or failure in his presence. I'm a son and a daughter. That's what I want to be reminded of when I'm in his presence, that, that I have a covenant with you. And that's where I find my identity. That's where I find my peace. That's where I find my love. That's where I find my fulfillment. That's where I find my strength, not in a title, not in the bank account, not in the car I drive. Simply based on who I am in relation to you is where I find my identity and where I find my peace. And you can't find that outside of his presence. And everyone that tries leaves unfulfilled. So Moses goes, who am I? Tell me who I am. And he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll do better than tell you who you are. I, 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 I'm going to give you the power to go back over there and get yourself. <laughs> because who you are here, I never created you to be. Hashtag time's up. You can't be this person anymore. Time's up on this. I came all the way out here to this wilderness to tell you you can't be this person anymore. And he goes, so we're going to go. And he goes, "But, but listen, um, They're going to ask me. And I love how scripture uh, 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 contextualizes what he does. He says he protested. That's how hard change is. That when you're faced with it, you'd rather protest and tell the reasons why you can't do it than submit to do it. I'm, I'm calling you back. And he's like, who am I that I can go to Pharaoh? And, and, and here, here, here's what God says. I, I'm going to be with you. No. Well, well, I need you to apologize to your spouse. No. Are they going to apologize first? Because if they didn't do that, I wouldn't have this. Pettyville. Change is hard. So before we change, we usually protest and give the excuses as to why we shouldn't change in the first place. This is too far. And they probably don't care no more anyway. And it don't even matter anymore. I remember I was, uh, 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 I, I was working uh, at the Potter's house. I was there for 13 and a half years. And I was working at the church. And the, the first job I had there was as the mailman. It was the mailman there. Okay. And uh, 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 all I did was like, pick up the mail. And I like put it to the departments it went to. And I did it for a year. And after a year, the, the, uh, the supervisor that was over me came to me and said, uh, I have to let you go. And I was just trying to think to myself, how far have I fallen? <laughs> just, I just need to marinate on this real quick. All I gotta do is take this mail out of this P.O. box to the department. The cubbyholes are labeled. And all I gotta do is put the mail inside the cubbyhole like this. And um I, I'm failing at that. I can't even achieve proper mailman status. I got fired in 2001 from being the mailman. <laughs> well, well, th- that forced me to go back and 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 have to look at myself. And the Lord showed me some inconsistency in my behavior. I didn't just run from it and say it's your fault. I know how to do mail. But male with bad character doesn't equal promotion. And so, and so I go off and the Holy Spirit starts, anybody, anybody beside me get kind of tired, just be honest, of like the Holy Spirit, like, now work on that. And you like, listen, man, now I'm, I'm a pretty good person. You can stop this. All this conviction now, listen, I'm, I ain't that bad. You ain't talking to her. When you gonna tell her? Juliet ain't done nothing this week. Nothing. Nothing. She ain't gotta go deeper. Ain't nothing she gotta work on. It's just me, all it's just me all the time, huh? Ain't it? Okay, okay, okay. Now I need to fast again. Okay. Another breakthrough, whatever. Anybody beside me just, uh, are you gonna pick on anybody else? Five years. Five years. Of figuring it out and trying to work on me and trying to get it together the, the, the best way I knew how. And five years later, in 2006, May of 2006, I got a call from uh, the director of H.R. offering me a job as a young adult pastor. So, 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 so fired as the mailman and five years later offered the job as a young adult pastor. And here's what the Holy Spirit told me. Now I want you to go to the supervisor that fired you from being the mailman and tell her thank you. I don't even know why one of you, one of you clapped for that. Amen. He said that and I'm like, I'm not telling her nothing. I protested. I'm not telling her nothing. I'm, not t- I'm definitely not telling her thank you. What I might say is how you like me now. Right, like, like, like. <laughs> it's a little petty. <laughs> but then the Holy Spirit revealed to me that if she would have never done that, yeah. then what was going to have to be built in me to be a pastor would have never materialized. And so I went, I went to her office. She wasn't in. And I sat down. I said, when was she be back They said about 10 minutes. I sat down in her office. And when she walked in and saw me, she went. <gasps> and she was like, mm, what do you want? I said, hey, I just came to tell you thank you. Because if it wasn't for you firing me five years ago, I would not be the man I am today. And I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't have been in a position to receive this job. Tears filled her eyes. And she said, firing you was one of the most difficult things I had ever done as a manager in this department. But I knew that there was something great in you. And I knew that if I didn't do what I did, I would have been disobeying God. And I said, I'm so glad you did what you did. And I gave her a big hug and that was my friend till she took her last breath a couple of years ago listen quit protesting what god is trying to mend in you i know i know you like your midianite self but that's not who god called you to be i know you've gotten comfortable with the personality that you built in midian but that's not who he has called you to be and if you will be open to what he wants to do, he can do something transformative in your life. Second point, I want you uh, to write this down because this, this, this second point is, is how you actually get yourself back, okay? Point number two is this. You can't get yourself without knowing God's name. I love this point. You cannot get yourself without knowing God's name. You can't find you without his presence, But you can't have the boldness to go get yourself back unless you know his name. Now, let me tell you something about this name that God gives. Because the name that he gives to Moses is a name that he didn't give to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph, to anybody else. He reserved this name for the person that had to go get themselves back. Everybody else knew uh, uh, a, 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 an aspect of God's character, right? He's, he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider, right? He, he's Jehovah Shalom, my peace, right? They had an aspect of his character uh, it, it, until he spoke to Moses. And, and, and he goes, I'm gonna go down there and, and, and they're not gonna believe that you even, what, what name do I even go back to try to reconcile all of this? He goes, tell, go back there and tell everybody, I am that I am sent you. What kind of name is that? That name broken down in the, in, in the Hebrew literally means I will be what I will be. And, 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 if, and if it was written uh, 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 in, in, in our English uh, 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 lexicon, I think it would have been three dots behind it. I will be what I will be, dot, dot, dot. Because when you go back to get yourself, you don't need one aspect of God. You need all of him. And truth be told, you don't know what you need until you need it. So what God says is, I'm not going to send you back with a piece of my name. I'm not going to send you back with one adjective describing me. I'm going to send you back with a name that can become whatever you need it to be whenever you need it to be. It. This is what I like to call uh, 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 in my in my interpretation, the blank check name. When you go back, whatever you need me to be, I will become that. If you need me to be boldness, I'll give it to you. If you need me to be peace, you'll have it. If you need me to be protection, you will get it. If you need me to be a strong arm, you will have it. Whatever you need me to be, I will become that. So that way, when you call me and people ask who sent you, tell them, everybody, I am. am. Well, not I will be, not I will, I'll show up at some point. I already am that. Ah, oh, this is so good. Okay. If you don't have that I am word, you'll never go back to get you. Lastly, uh, we've been talking about uh, uh, trauma this month and, and I've talked talk, talk to you about uh, the, the the sexual trauma uh, in my childhood and the environmental trauma uh, uh, and, and the uh, spiritual trauma. Without Without an I am God, what you would literally do is go back and wither under the fight it takes to get you back. If you honestly think you are going to go back and pick up pieces of yourself that you have dropped in your life and not experience spiritual warfare, you are sadly mistaken. Why would Pharaoh want to let you go? He has benefited off of you being traumatized. Your relationships have benefited off of you being the wrong version of you. It has made them money, it has given them pleasure, it has brought them peace and comfort at your expense. So when you come back to get you, they're not gonna go, they're not gonna agree with you. Amen, Moses. You are you always were a rescue rescuer. Killed that Egyptian. Got drawn out of the water. You God always had his hand on your life. Go ahead and take the people of Israel and go. You think Pharaoh's gonna do that? No, No, when you show up, Pharaoh's gonna be like, no, (laughs) no. You come back, I'm free, I went to church. I don't care. You think the enemy's going to be happy that you're that, that, that you're having breakthroughs in this reentry series, that you're taking notes and coming home and applying it? Make no mistake, there will be warfare because of the fact that you actually want to be the person God has called you to be. So 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 for so, so from the time I was 20 years old up until now, the enemy has not been happy about me. Getting me back. But every time that warfare comes, I have a name. And I don't have to yell that name. I don't have to froth at the mouth. Because that name has so much authority in it. That as soon as I declare that name and stand in my righteous position, everything that is going on crazy has to bow down. To the name of Jesus. And listen, I'm ending on this note. This is usually when preachers would try to turn up. And it's at that name. <gasps> that glorious name. That name that is above all names. The name of Jesus. Right, 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 right. And everybody, whoa, whoa but it's not going to look like that at home. I'm not going to be no organist at the house. I'm not going to have a room full of people to co-sign for you. Speak that night. It's going to be you facing yourself saying, I'm going to get me back and there's no devil in hell that can stop it and I'm not coming in my name I'm coming in the name of Jesus. now I'm going to bed. The practical side of it is that you use it every time the enemy tries to remind you of who you used to be. You're the same person you were when you left. I' try to come back in here and get yourself now. I know who you are. No, you don't. I'm re-entering a space as a different person. And I have a different grace. And I've been given a name that applies to everything I need to come get myself. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.